Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. April the 4th, 2001, Sherry Lines, my friend, did a couple of undercover drug deals, and then she and her partner went to Manuel's Tavern for lunch. Now, most of y'all know that have listened to this show, Manuel's Tavern was the original Zone 7. After lunch, she went to get some warrants signed to serve based on those earlier buys. At approximately 3 p.m. at 1855 Lakewood Terrace, Sherry Lyons was shot and killed. She loved her job. I can hear her right now <laughs> correcting me if I ever introduced her to somebody who didn't know her already. And I would say, this is Officer Sherry Lyons with the Atlanta Police Department. She'd say, I'm a detective. She was very proud of that. Our college was able to honor her by naming our simulator room and lab in her honor. And it was called the Sherry Lyons Criminal Justice Training Lab. I can't help but think Sherry would like that, knowing that future officers were being trained in a lab named for her. At her funeral, they did something I'd never seen before. Sherry was the first female officer for the Atlanta Police Department killed in the line of duty. So they had all of us, police officers, detectives, crime scene investigators, prosecutors, all females walk in first. It is still one of the most touching scenes I've ever seen or been a part of in my life. On October the 29th, 2018, Officer Lindsay Long and her partner were serving an order of protection. And as she describes it, quote, it happened so fast. Our guest today was an officer with the Gwinnett County Police Department in Georgia before moving her career to the Tempe, Arizona Police Department. She was shot in the line of duty three times. Please welcome Lindsay Long to Zone 7. Well, thank you for having me. I, I love that intro. I, I'm almost like, ooh, who is she talking about? Oh, she's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you. And I left out all kind of accolades and superlatives <laughs> I could have said. Because here's what I know. You did it, and you're here to tell it. You survived it. 
and you're, you know, reaching out, you're trying to help other officers that have been in similar situations. And again, to me, that is just so remarkable. Instead of saying something horrible happened to me and I'm just going to be upset about it from now on. That's not what you're doing. It's interesting because, and I appreciate you saying that, I, I didn't expect to be doing what I'm doing right now. If you had asked me, like after my shooting, if what I'm doing now, you know, if this is what I would be doing, I would have been like, uh, no, I have no, or I have no idea. And I think what happens is, like I said earlier, like that bond you have with people once you go through something. And when you're talking to somebody who feels lonely, who feels like they're the only ones that are going through something, or they don't feel normal after trauma, like, why can't I get past this? I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. This sets me off or that sets me off. And then you're, you tell them like, that's totally normal because basically your, your body and your mind is having a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. And there's this connection there. It's no different than you and I meeting and saying, oh my goodness, you're from Georgia. I'm from Georgia too. There's that bond, right? And so when you make people feel seen and when you make them uh, feel normal for what they're going through, I think that opens up a lot. And I've definitely learned through sharing my story about my shooting, which I know we're going to get into. It's like therapeutic for me also. And I just don't want people sitting there feeling like they're the only ones going through that. And I think what we do a lot of times, especially in public safety, you know, we keep it inside. But the problem with keeping things inside, because we're the fixers, right? So, you know, well, I fix other people's lives all day, so I should be able to fix this. But if we're not talking about what we're going through, we can convince ourselves of a lot of very untrue things when we keep it in our head. But when you sit down with somebody and you talk about it and you hear your words, and also you have somebody else interpret your feelings sometimes, you know, it's a lot of good work can happen. You can hear yourself. I've done that many a times. And I'm like, wow, that sounds different when you say it out loud, you know? And so I've learned, I just want to encourage people in our line of work to talk. You know, I know we go out and we fix a lot of the bad things that we see every day, but the same things we're dealing with out on calls, especially in patrol or even in detectives, just think about how much of that is going on within the walls of our organizations. You know, we're, we're, we're a sample size of what we're dealing with every day. And I don't, I don't think people, you know, I don't think we realize that a lot of times, you know? I don't either. And see, your background, you like to talk and you like people. And, you know, sometimes you can hear the old guard, they just kind of grunt. They don't want to talk. And they say, I like maybe three people and pizza and beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But when you genuinely like people and you like to communicate verbally, I think it does help you. My sister, Sharon, she says all the time, she's like, I don't need a therapist. I have the four of y'all talking about sisters. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we do rely on each other. We can talk to each other, whether it's about parenting. Like, am I crazy? Or are these, <laughs> you know, children ungrateful and out of control and nothing like me? <laughs> <laughs> I've had those conversations. I have too. So, but you, you know what, though? You know what? You have to have people in your life that um, fill different spaces in your life, too. You may have somebody who is, you know, the person who you can talk to about parenting stuff or relationship stuff or, you know, I'm a little depressed today 
or I'm struggling with what's going on at work. So I think the people that we choose to have in our life fill different roles too. I often tell people, so I have a best friend from high school and we've known each other since we were 14 years old and I am married and we've been together for about 16 years now, married for 12 years as of last month. But yes, we share a life together, but I don't consider him to be my best friend. And sometimes people are like, what? But he's your significant other. I said, this is my thing about it. I can talk to my significant other and my best friend about the same topic, but I talk to them about it in different ways. My best friend has known me throughout all these different phases of who I am today. And so I can say, I can have a conversation with my best friend about a topic with way less words than I do with my husband, because my best friend knows exactly where I'm coming from. And I also tell people who say, no, 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 your significant other is your best friend. I said, listen, think about who your best friend is. Take the gender out of it. Think about their personality and all the things that you know about them and all the things that they know about you. I said, do you want to date that person? <laughs> and most people say no. And I said, exactly. I love my best friend. I love my best friend to death. We have been through a lot of stuff together. I would never date him. No offense if you're listening, but I would never date him, <laughs> you know, because we're just, you know, that's just not, that's not our relationship. So you know, I do talk to my husband about a lot of things, but I also have my college girlfriends that I can go more in depth with certain things. And especially because we grew up together too, you know, so I can, I can talk about something that happened back when we were going to school, um, down in Savannah, Georgia, you know, or I'm like, girl, you remember this one time? And then I can draw it into whatever is happening today. So, you know, it's just, it's important to have a good support system. A lot of us feel like, well, I help other people solve their problems all day, so I should be able to solve my own, but that's not how that works. You know, support can carry you, it can carry you so far, just being able to get that weight off of your shoulders and be like, oh my goodness, I am so glad I sat down and I talked to two of my really good friends about this issue because I, I thought I was wrong. And, you know, in, in first responder world and uh, public safety world, we definitely have to lean into that a little bit more because we show up on scene. We're asking people who we've never met to tell us very personal details about their lives. But we won't do the same to the person next to us. You know what I mean? That we've known mm -hmm. for a long time or even your partner, your zone partner, your beat partner that you rely on every day to keep you safe and make sure you go home. We won't sit down and have and say, hey, Cheryl, like I, after this call, do you think me and you can have a sidebar? And just just talk, just talk about what's going on, because you're a human and I'm a human and we go through human emotions. And I think we have to be OK with that. I love first responders, but we have superhero complex. I love superheroes. Don't get me wrong. I was a little, you know, comic book nerd when I was younger. Superman is my favorite superhero. I have a Superman keychain that I've had since college. I still have it today. I had it all through Police Academy. It's been with me through thick and thin. But think about superheroes. They have tragic origin stories. And a lot of us have tragic origin stories, meaning we've experienced trauma before we even said, you know, put our hand up and said that we were the badge and go out and help people every day. And we bring that into the job and we have to be very careful about that because that affects us in so many ways we don't even realize. 
We're humans who were uniforms. We're not, we're not our uniforms. Our uniforms don't have feelings, but the people inside of them do, just like superheroes. When Superman takes off his cape and everything, he just goes back to being Clark. That's so good. I hope people are really listening to you. I hope they're hearing you because I want to tell you, I heard your husband in an interview say that instinctively when he got that call, he wanted to go to you to protect you. Like he wanted to go and let's avenge this. Let's get in front of her. Let's take this person out who harmed her. Well, that's his role. So to your point, you can't always go to him and say who might be bothering you or harming you or upsetting you because he wants to, you know, <laughs> handle it. <laughs> Listen, I, I have a story about that, which which is funny because I'm medically retired from my police department due, due to my shooting. My I do public speaking, but my husband speaks with me from time to time as well. So he's mm-hmm. not in law enforcement which is a a different take on the law enforcement couple. Because a lot of times when you see couples, the man is in law enforcement, the woman is not. And I often tell people I am married to a caveman. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a protect and provide type of way. And cavemen are present oriented, right? They're thinking about what's going on right now. And maybe what am I going to eat later? But they don't think too far about it. And they don't think about the past because it's already happened. So my husband is very much like that. I called him one time. We'd only been married, I don't know, maybe like a year and a half, two years. And I got in a fight and the fight went to the ground. But I remembered some of my ground fighting techniques that I learned in police academy and also the jujitsu gym that we we both uh, went to at the time. And so I was, I was hyped. I called him and I'm like, baby, I just got into this fight. It went to the ground. The guy was on top of me, but I used some ground fighting techniques. I got back on top, you know, and then as soon as backup got there, I was able to affect the arrest. So I'm like pure adrenaline in this conversation, right? Absolutely. I had to get off the phone because the sergeant was coming over to talk to me because they were going to, you know, do the interview for the assault. And I was like, all right, baby, I got to go. And you just hung up. I just hung up. Right. Mm-hmm. I can already and, tell you what happened. Oh, but I called him back because something said, <laughs> Lindsay, that you didn't end that well. <laughs> so I called Lindsay, him back. Lindsay, let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, He's yes. in the car. Listen, I said, where are you? He says, I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, he is headed to his baby. He Absolutely. I, I said, mm-hmm. stop. I said, stop. I said, first of all, he's already at the jail because this happened. This fight happened like three blocks from the jail. I said, he's already at the jail. I said, and there's more of me than there are of you. I said, I don't know what you plan on doing, but I just need you to breathe and please go back into work. So later on that night, I got home. We sat down and I apologized to him. And I said, I want to apologize for how I called you. I should not have called you like that. I was calling talking to my friend, not my husband. I, you know, I was talking to you like a friend, not like my husband. So he tells people when we present, uh, we had to develop what I like to call husband appropriate conversations about work. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I love that story for all that it is. I mean, that just shows his love for you. That shows his just natural response. If somebody is hurting you, I'm going to do something about it. 
Yeah. And it, you know, and even, you know, like with, with my shooting, I knew I had to be the one to call him from the ambulance. I could not let anybody else call him. I could not let anybody else show up at our house. I had to be the one to call him. He needed to hear my voice. And even though uh, that was the case, you know, he still had a sense of panic and what am I going to walk into? But he always says, I'm so glad she was the one that called me because if someone else had called me or shown up at the house, I don't, I don't know what I, my reaction would have been. I don't think I would have been able to take it. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. So let's talk about 
that day. Let's talk about that two minutes. Tell us from the moment you knock on the door. Basically, we were there to serve an order of protection stemming from domestic violence. It's a small house with a carport. We had the girlfriend slash victim with us because the boyfriend or suspect was refusing to answer the door. Another officer attempted to serve the order of protection earlier that day. And we knew he was home, according to the girlfriend anyway. And, you know, she has standing. She has rights to the home. The plan was she was going to let us into the property. We were going to make contact with him, hook him up for the domestic violence. And then once we were down at the jail, serve him with the order of protection paperwork, right? We've done this before. You know, seems pretty easy. She unlocks the door. The exterior door from the carport leads into a small laundry room. Then there was an interior door from the laundry room into the kitchen. And as we're passing through, I'm sure you've had these moments where things are happening too fast for you to articulate to the person that you're with, but you something feels off, right? And there were three things that happened. The first thing that felt off was one, the girlfriend didn't go all the way into the house after she unlocked the door. And I noticed some people, they're like, well, if it was domestic violence, you know, she was probably afraid of him. And I said, true, you know, but my thought is if you've ever served a domestic violence or excuse me, if you've ever served an order of protection and the man is being put out, the woman is generally standing front and center watching him pack his bags and leave. Right. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. So she didn't, she didn't go in the house. We walked past her. Well, before I had a chance to finish that thought, my partner is now taking out her flashlight. Now in Arizona, I always tell people our brightest time of day is not at noon. It's probably around between two and three. And at this point, it's about 2.50, 2.52 in the afternoon, very bright. And I'm like, why is she taking out her flashlight? And I step in the house and my eyes are adjusting, but the house was really dark. And I mean, like, we use blackout curtains here in Arizona a lot, but I remember feeling like the house was eerily dark. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's weird. So she didn't come in the house. My partner's taken out her flashlight and now it's eerily dark in this house. Well, right as I finished that last thought, I hear my partner's voice. So she's standing further into the kitchen and she can see down a hallway that I can't see down. I step further into a house in the house. I turn to face who she's talking to. And there's a male and a tank top and shorts coming from a hallway and he had his hands in his pockets. And as he's walking towards us, she said, you know, who we were and you know, why we were there and we needed to speak with him. And he wasn't walking fast. He wasn't walking slow, never said anything, never made any, you know, facial expressions or anything like that. And maybe when he got about 15 feet from us, my partner says something to the effect of, I need you to take your hands out of your pockets. So when he takes his hands out, he comes out and in his right hand, he has a six shot revolver. And it's like, yeah, you know, the one time somebody listens to what you have to say, there's a gun pointing right at you. Right. So time for me anyway, starts to slow down because you, you know, you see the gun coming out, but it was almost like tick, 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 tick as he's bringing it up to present it towards us. And when the first, he brings it all the way out, the first shot goes off and my partner was standing to my left. 
I thought she got shot in the face, but I didn't have time to look to my left because now he's rushing towards me. And as he's rushing towards me, I'm trying to step to my right as I draw my firearm. Well, when the second shot went off, I got hit in my right forearm and I felt a burning sensation and then numbness. And so in a split second, I have to decide what to do, right? I can't feel my hand anymore. And so, you know, I decided to turn and run out of the door because if he hits me or knocks me down, you know, there's not much I'm going to be able to do. So the girlfriend had already run out of the door from the laundry room. I run out after her. He is right behind me. Well, he fires again and I get hit in my upper left arm. And at one point, and I'm not sure the sequence of gunfire after this, but he fires back at the house as we're going out of the door and it hits the house though. But at, my partner also fires at him. She shot him one time and she only fired her, her gun one time. It went into his left side, came out of his chest. His arm was outreached to shoot me again. He was about two steps behind me, according to my partner. That bullet came out of his chest and went into his right forearm. But he was able to shoot me again in my back. And I got hit in the lower left side of my bulletproof vest. And although it hit my vest, it hit the very bottom of my vest. And when I say the bottom, I mean the very most bottom part where the Kevlar could be hit. So I absorbed that energy instead of my vest absorbing it. And it hit me in the kidney. So it knocked me off my feet. I fell in the dirt um, on the side of the, the driveway, but luckily he ran in the opposite direction. So I fell to the right. He fell to the left. He runs down a couple of houses, hops over in a backyard, and um, he used the last bullet he had in his gun to take his own life. Later, after we were extracted from the scene, um, I found out my partner was hit in her upper left arm. And lucky for her, she had her arm up with the flashlight and she moved in the direction that she did because that could have hit her in the face if she didn't move in the direction that she did um, so quickly. And so I, I, I applaud her and obviously all the training that we've had, uh, throughout both of our careers. But, you know, I really feel like she's the one that saved my life that day. I, I had the auditory exclusion and everything was muffled. Like everything was muffled. It sounded like, you know, uh, remember the peanut, the peanuts gang cartoons, Charlie Brown and everything. And every time the adults or the teacher would talk is want, 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 <laughs> That's yes. what everything sounded like. And I was like, oh, I can't hear anything. And, you know, I didn't wear an earpiece. So when I fell, my mic fell off of my shoulder. And when I got up, my mic is swinging. And anybody who's ever gotten into a fight in uniform, and now you're trying to get on the radio, and now you have to try to catch your swinging, you know, uh, radio. And when I bought my microphone up, that's when I saw the damage to my arm. I've never broken a bone, but I knew at that point that my arm was broken because it was, it was very crooked. So now I'm trying to, I can't hear my partner talking on the radio. Um, I don't know what's going on on the radio. I'm just trying to get out, but she had already gotten out on the radio, but now I'm thinking, oh my goodness, where is my partner? 
And, you know, she, she's a, she's a tough officer. And I'm like, I bet you she ran after him. So I need to be out with her now. You know, I am (laughs) right-handed and my right hand is out of commission, but I did what we do in firearms training. I put my arm across my chest and I went to reach across with my support hand, my left hand, but there was no gun in my holster. So just for people to understand, that's part of training, that if your strong hand is at a commission, then you should be able to cross draw. And now she's saying she went to do that and she realizes she doesn't have a weapon. After I got hit from that third shot, which caused me to fall down, uh, I had three thoughts that went through my head. The first thought was I'm paralyzed because I couldn't feel my legs temporarily. The next thought was, did I just use the bathroom on myself? Because, you know, <laughs> I, I had to go before the call and things happen, you know, when you get scared. Things happen. Yeah. And although my fellow officers will come and help me and extract me, they're going to tease me later because that's just how we do. Right. Um and then my third thought was obviously, well, I had, I had a fourth thought too, but my third thought was my family that they came into my head and I'm like, you're going to go home today. And then all of my training from Gwinnett County just popped in. I can hear and see my instructors clear as day telling me you stay in the fight, you get up, you know, you will go home today. And I was very inspirational at that point to myself and said, bitch, get up because this is not where we die. Because if he's going to kill me, he's going to have to work at it. And and there's going to be evidence all along the front of these houses. Right now, going back to where now I'm cross drawing and trying to get my weapon that isn't there. I had such tunnel vision that if I had looked down just a few inches, my gun was laying right there in the dirt where I fell. But I couldn't see it. And in my mind, I dropped it in the house when I got hit in the arm the first time. So now I'm doing this little dance coming from behind cover. Do I go in the house? Do I not? Do I go in the house? And sometimes I hate that my body camera actually fell off when I hit the ground because I would have loved to have seen that little dance that I was doing back and forth. It's funny to me now, you know, because I probably did it like two or three times, but I was stuck in this OODA loop of what do I do? And I'm going to be honest with you. The thing that broke me out of that was hearing sirens. At that point, I knew what I'm going to take two shot arms into what I know was a gunfight. Like, you know, what, what am I going to do? And I didn't carry a backup firearm. What am I going to do if I come across this guy? I know he has a firearm. I don't know where mine is. What am I going to do? Throw myself at him. And so I said, you know what, Lindsay, you got to tap out. You, you got, you got to tap out. And the just if if i if i can talk about like the the time frame of everything really quickly um from the time we walked up to the house to the time my body camera hit the ground after that third shot it was 2 minutes the shooting itself probably happened in under 5 seconds and from the time my partner put the shooting out on the radio to the time when i heard that those sirens it was about 90 seconds But I will say this, I was very grateful for the time of day, the day of the week and the location time of day. was a Monday. We had double squads that day that were getting off at three o'clock. So we had two squads finishing up calls and heading back to the station to leave for the day. We were right off of a main road that was heavily patrolled. So that first officer that got to me was actually sitting at the intersection at the 7-Eleven parking lot 
when it came out on the radio. And we were down the street from one of our, um, one of our substations where people were writing reports, eating lunch, and two of our special units were housed at the time. So that's how they got to us so quickly. And every day I'm absolutely grateful for that quick response. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There's a gentleman that has a podcast, Surviving the Survivor, Joel, and his mama has an unbelievable story where when she was a little girl, you know, Hitler was taken over. So her father was captured and taken to a concentration camp. Her mama gets her on a train, takes her to some church where there's some nuns, gives her to the nuns and says, I will be back for her when I can. She has to leave and you know, try to stay safe and alive in order to get paperwork so they can get to another country to be safe, which takes years. She comes back for her. They do take a train. They make their way to safety. They eventually make their way, you know, to America. But like you, you know, the way she looks at this whole thing, and this is a direct quote, which I love, she says, do you know how many miracles had to happen to get me here? And that's what I'm hearing when I hear your story. 
That's a hand of God moment. That's a hand of God moment. That's a hand of God moment. None of these things are accidents to me. All of these things, it's a miracle. There were two shifts. There's a miracle. He was sitting at 7-Eleven. It's a miracle. You were able to move to your right. It's a miracle without a weapon. You stayed in the fight. I just started going back to church this year. Uh, you would think after my shooting, it would not have taken me this long, right? But uh, <laughs> you know, everybody but, in their own time, sugar. <laughs> right. And I, but what's, what was interesting about that day was when I got to the hospital, I kept asking for the contents of what was inside of my vest. You know, in our vest, we have like the chest plate pocket. And um, that's where I would like stick like, you know, my Miranda card and like extra business cards and stuff like that, that I didn't want bulging out of my my uniform uh, shirt pocket. But I had these three prayer cards in there that this woman had given me on a stabbing that I had worked um, on public transportation, I think probably the year or two before. And she was like this sweet little old lady. And she had these prayer cards that she gave to me after I finished interviewing her. And, um, I feel weird about throwing stuff like that away. So I just, I tucked it into my, my, uh, pocket in my vest and I just went on. But for some reason at the hospital, I kept asking, I said, I want the stuff that was in my vest. And so everybody's like, why do you need it? I said, I, I don't know why I needed it. I just, I wanted it. So finally somebody was able to bring it to me. Those three prayer cards were still in there. And the funny thing is, when I think about it, there were three cards in there and I, my mind is escaping me right now of what each prayer card um, said, but I got hit three times and I got hit all around those cards, both of my arms and then my back. But those cards were sitting in the middle of my chest, you know? And so that, you know, you just, you, you made me think about that and I haven't really thought about it like that before. And, and, and you're right. And that's probably something I should probably lean into a little bit more, but. Yeah. I think that is a testimony that people need to hear in and at a church. Cause I'm going to tell you, regardless of what your belief system is, that is a powerful illustration of whatever higher being there may be, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's important. And I also think, you know, you, if you had showed up at church the very next Sunday morning, that might've been a reaction out of fear or something more than being grateful. Now you're in a place of gratitude and that's completely different going, Hey, just wanted to say, I do appreciate everything you did that day. (laughs) You're 100% right. And you know what the other thing is? And I just, I just thought about this, um, actually just this past week at church was I, so I miss work a lot. I've been medically retired since 2020. And I get that question a lot. Do you miss it? Do you miss it? I understand the state of law enforcement isn't what it was before, right? Um, But that doesn't mean I don't miss the uniform. I miss going out and talking to people every day, helping people, just the camaraderie and just the bond that you have with, with people. And I think that's what's kind of been missing. And so I was sitting in church last week and I was like, and you're the first person I've, I've said this to, but I was like, this is what I'm missing. So that sense of community that you get when you're at church, you have that sense of community when you're at work too. You know, we have our own vibe going on, our own language and our own understanding of things. And you can find that at church. And I was like, wow, like, I think this is why I enjoy coming. Um, and I've probably honestly been to church more. Um, this year than I probably have 
it's that sense of community and camaraderie and seeing familiar faces and catching up with people and, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, I think we, we miss a lot of that. And sometimes we have to go seek that. I think a lot of us sit and think that that type of connection is going to come directly to us, but you have to go seek that sometimes. And if, if that situation or environment doesn't work for you, go seek another one and see what works for you because there's, there's a lot of different environments and groups and uh, communities that we can tap into. You just have to find what's right for you. People ask me all the time, how can you be in this business for 40 years and not burn out? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I am surrounded by heroes every day. I am surrounded by the people who, when horrible things happen, do something about it. I'm surrounded by people who are action-oriented to say, if somebody needs something, I'm here. Whether it's taking a cancer patient lunch because she can't get out or bottle water to the Little League game and helping coach them or serving an order of protection. That's the gig. And so for you, I don't know what's next, but I do know this. I know without a doubt your next phase is laid out. It's on purpose. It's supposed to be what's happening. So whether you had to get shot to get you on that road, you know, maybe that was the reason. Because I don't, in my heart, I never think that it's for nothing. There is no way Lindsay Long got shot three times and survived it for no reason. You have a greater purpose. And I think you're right on the cusp of figuring out what that is. I had a similar conversation just recently with someone because... You know, again, yes, yeah, some people look at my shooting and they're like, oh my God, that's so terrible. That's so terrible. Yes. And in a lot of ways it is because it affected me. It affected my husband. I have two young kids that it affected. Um, and then, you know, obviously my mom, my brothers, and there's a rippling effect, right? My, my first police family back in Georgia, as well as my police family here. But I don't think we are meant to go through pain and not share it. That's not meant to, we, we shouldn't keep it to ourselves, right? And I was sitting at a conference two years ago in Oklahoma City. It was the first time me and my husband had actually spoken together. Um, it was a cops conference, Concerns of Police Survivors. And we were sitting, I love them. I like, and, and we actually speak for them twice a year doing their TLEs or their trauma and law enforcement trainings. And we, we do the, the injured officer, uh, session. So they have a couple that generally speaks. And so we're, but we're sitting in the, the, the closing keynote and it's a gentleman by the name of Paul Butler. He's from South Carolina and phenomenal speaker because he's Southern. So when he's speaking, he sounds like he's preaching. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes, I definitely felt like I was in church. I felt like he was speaking directly to me because he was talking about plan and purpose. And basically when your plan falls apart, you have to fall back on your purpose. And I was in such this state of not knowing what my next move was, or it was that loss of identity that people talk about after you leave law enforcement. And I was like, what am I going to do now? And like, I don't like, when I go to my kid's school and I'm volunteering, nobody knows what I used to do. I'm just another mom volunteering. They don't know the, the stuff I've seen at work as I'm, you know, d helping with reading group or helping with lunch and stuff like that. And so I'm like, what is my next move? And so I told my husband, I said, I have to meet him. 
And I went up to him afterwards. I introduced myself, told him a little bit about me. We exchanged information and we had a longer conversation a few days later. And I said, this is the space that I'm in. And I said, that kind what you said hit me like it hit me hard and falling back on your purpose. And I said, it took me a little bit, but I have now been able to realize that my purpose on this earth is to help people. And I can still help people and not be in a uniform. I think that was the hardest thing that I had to like come to grips with is I felt like I had to be in a uniform or have that sworn distinction to help people, but I can still help people and not have on a uniform. And now I'm falling back on my purpose. And so I want to talk about that. I want to lean into that more because it's important to do that. And just like you said, like nothing happens by accident, you know, um, this is how I had to get where I am right now to be able to, I guess, flourish and see my full potential in this space. Because I've always thought like, man, the stuff that has come in my direction in the last almost five years since my shooting, were those things always present in my life or did I not have the capability to see them fully? Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
on some level, I believe that you knew there was something else you were supposed to be doing, bigger, greater. I mean, again, I'm not saying, I don't want anybody to think, well, man, Mac is saying God got Lindsay shot so she could <laughs> speak to people. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying that. And I would be the first one to say, you know, hey, you know, God, you could have figured out another way. <laughs> um, <laughs> to give me the same message. Appreciate it. You know, but what I am saying is I know what's coming from it. And he's not going to bring you to that moment, not to get you somewhere more powerful. Now, that's just what I believe. Mm -hmm. And I, I totally, I totally agree with that. And I don't, you know, <laughs> my godmother, who's a, a very, very religious woman. Um, when, when I told her the same story that I told you about the prayer cards, and she says, well, you know, um, maybe that was a sign. And I said, well, maybe. And the, and I said, the other thing is what's funny is a, a month or so before my shooting, I was complaining about not seeing my husband enough because we worked completely opposite schedules, days and hours, um, working mom guilt, my son crying and holding onto my leg as I went out of the door to work in the mornings. And so I'm like, I just want to be home with my family. And I told my godmother, I said, you know, um, I, I know I kind of got what I asked for because I've been home for eight months, but this isn't how I wanted it, you know? And she says, well, you know, when, when you, when you get what you want, you know, God gave it to you and maybe it's not in the pretty little bow that you wanted in, but he gave it to you. And I said, but I feel like there were other ways to maybe get my attention, you know, just like what you just said. And she said, yeah. well, I, I think he knows some of you are hardheaded. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and so again, when I look at those types of conversations, you know, I laugh about them, but it is like a thinking, it is a process to think through those types of things and connect the dots and that's why I enjoy talking to different people about what I've been through and not just this situation, but other things that's happened in my life, but just to kind of connect the dots. Even when I talk to my mom about stuff, um, the shooting or family or whatever it is, it's like you have to get your thoughts outside to really be able to process them and be like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Or I can see how I got to where I am right now. And, you know, to your point earlier, you know, a lot of miracles and a lot of blessings have happened along the way. And I think for me, what I've taken from these past five years is it is a choice every day to see the positive and stuff. I could easily be moping around. I can easily be using my shooting and other experiences as an excuse not to be doing certain things, but that only harms me. You know, that doesn't harm the people you know, I mean, it does harm like my, my family here in this house, but if I'm not doing certain things or being productive, but you know, that doesn't benefit anybody and me keeping what happened to me inside, it doesn't benefit anybody. I want people to share. I want people to get it out. I want people to find the resources that are out there so that they can get back to what they were doing before and just see life in a different way. You know, if I wake up and I open my eyes and I get up and I'm having a decent morning. That's a win for me. I'm not looking for social media worthy uh, moments in my life to say that I had a good day. I just want to get up like I got up this morning. I had another call before this. My daughter woke up while I was on that call. I told her to, you know, I gave her the wait a minute finger and she's whispering to me, I just want a hug. 
you know, and I, I finished what I was doing and I went and gave her a hug and she gave me a big old hug and a big old kiss. Like that's a win for me right there. Oh, that's a great day. That is it's fantastic. It started off great. You know, she gave me just the sweetest hug and she says, and she looks at me and she says, mommy, I love you. And I was like, baby, I love you too. And not that we don't say that a lot, but it was just, it's just a nice way to start your day. So little things can turn into big things and just that feeling of how you start your day. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with you on, you know, I'm here for a reason. Um, I do have a story to tell and I want other people to get to the point where they tell their story and they can wake up and say, man, this little thing just brightened my whole day. And you know, it's so funny because when you think of people that are suffering with addiction, the only people that can really help them are also suffering with addiction. So in order for you to help the people that need to be helped the most in law enforcement, you've got to have a story. Well, you can't just say, oh, my gosh, I was top of my class at the police academy. I made sergeant in two weeks. I became lieutenant after the first year. I've got all these medals. Nobody wants to hear from you. But you getting shot three times and surviving it, they can hear you. I don't even know how to thank you enough for coming and talking to us because I think your advice, people that are maybe going through a divorce or a job change or anything that is traumatic and difficult for them, they can take your advice. They don't have to be in law enforcement to hear what you said. And you said so many things that were just remarkable and uplifting for people. If I can say anything to your audience about children, we don't give children enough credit. And please, Let's stop thinking our children are dumb because they're not. They feel their, their, their bodies are a lot more open to feeling than we are as adults because we've learned to close ourselves off. They feel everything and they can sense everything. And when my son saw those two holes in my arm, I just told him I broke my arm fighting a bad guy. He sees those two holes in my upper left arm and he says, are you sure the bad guy didn't just shoot you? Right. Four years old. Mm. And my stomach dropped. Mm. I came up with a quick lie. I told him I fell on a stick, which was a lie. <laughs> and I talked to my therapist about it. And she says, just sit down and have the conversation with him and don't add anything crazy in there. Just answer his questions. And that's what we did. And his response to me was, duh, I told you, you got shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, don't let, we, we shouldn't try to hide things from our kids. A lot of people will experience critical incidents multiple times throughout their career and they hide half of them from their children. Kids are not dumb. They know that shift in our personality, that irritability, that, oh, maybe we should leave mommy or daddy alone because I don't know what's going to set them off today. And, you know, we've talked it out over the years. My son has experienced some, you know, some, some anxiety issues here and there um, that we, we, we definitely work through. My daughter, not as much, but, you know, she still has a sense of what happened to me. And as kids get older, they understand the world themselves and just how things work a lot differently. So they're going to attach more feelings to it as they have a better understanding of what's going on around them. And it's just, you know, I'm very blessed to have the support system that we have and just to be able to, you know, to hold on to our kids and hug them and tell them everything is going to be OK. And I'm just grateful I get to be home with them you know, between my traveling and take them to school and pick them up every day because, you know, 
I could not be here to do all those things. So I'm very happy to be here and to, you know, do things like when we finish this, I'm probably going to have to play Barbies with my daughter and then play video games with my son. But I'm glad that I have the opportunity to do that with them. It's a beautiful thing. And we are all so grateful that you are here. Y'all, I'm going to end Zone 7 the way that I always do with a quote. Unfortunately, during the most difficult times, you'll probably find your calling. When that time comes, don't fight it. Alec Ayurado, badge number 265, shot in the line of duty, Bristol Police Department. I had the good fortune of being inducted into the National Law Enforcement Hall of Fame the same year he did. I'm Cheryl McCollum, and this is Zone 7. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.